Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tindall, and as always, I'm your host. And this week, I sat down with New York City comedian Sheba Mason to talk about growing up in show business. Uh, Sheba Mason has been a comic for a long time, uh, but before that, she was in plays, and before that, uh, her dad was Jackie Mason, one of the fam- most famous stand-up comics ever. So she's been around it since literally the age of six, when she was getting on stage with her dad's friends, doing plays with her mom. Um, and so I asked her a lot of questions about what that was like, what that's like psychologically, with the excitement, the downsides, and honestly, incredibly interesting episode, really entertaining. You're gonna like it a lot. You can follow her at Sheba Mason on Instagram. Check out her website, ShebaMason.com for tour dates. She's going on tour with Joe Mackey and a couple of shows by herself uh, coming up the rest of this year and early in the next year. And as always, follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. Uh, if you're in New York City, come to Oprah Comedy Show every single week at Ferns in the East Village. With that, let's get into the episode. All right. Thanks Cheers. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both we're both dating people in show business. Yeah. What is So I'm dating another comic. That's kind of fun because I get to like everybody knows her and now they're starting to get to know me and we can kind of go to the same place. And yeah. like we if we both roll up to the grizzly pair or like monkeys or whatever. Everyone's going to know her. Everyone's going to know me and they're going to be, oh yeah, you know, it's those two. That's, but like with your significant, he's not a comic, but I feel like he understands what's going on. Yeah. Like, do you get nervous bringing him into comedy clubs like I did with my ex-girlfriends who were normal or are you like comfortable bringing him in there? That's a good question. In the beginning, I got a little nervous because it's a lot. It's like intense and he's sure. kind of a shyer guy. Okay. Um, He's an actor. He's an actor and a musician um, and a sound designer. Like, he makes most of his living as a sound designer. Okay. But he's got that musician way. Sure. You know, like, the chill more. He's not really an actor actor. You know what I okay. mean? Like, his his all, like, he went to, like, um, Berkeley College of Music. Oh, so, wow. it's like, he plays, like, all the instruments, you know. So, so he's, like, more of, like, a super chill musician than, like, an outgoing comic. Gotcha. And some, he's, he can, like, only handle going to the monkeys, like, once every two weeks. He just can't. <laughs> it's just, like... Everyone is like, you know, chatting and chatting and yeah. chatting. And how is my set? And my set is it. And I he's know. like, but I have dated comics. And that was that was fun in its own way. But I, you're yeah. doing it right because you're dating a successful comic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> it's helps. so much better. It helps that I'm sleeping my way to the top as opposed <laughs> to her who just has to drag me around and be like, well, this is my boyfriend. He's kind of funny, I guess. And then they're like, well, how funny is he? And then she is. He is and like she's defending me. He's like, no, he's really good. <laughs> That's sweet, though, because I mean, it is sweet. I know you're not like using her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, kind of, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of the benefits. I'm not going to say it's it's not um, yeah. in, the, in the city. It doesn't help me. Uh, she doesn't like get me on stuff like people are like, oh, does she get you on this or does she get you on that? It's like I'll open for her on the road, which is fun. But she was going to need to bring an opener anyway. So it's not like she was going out of her way for that. But it's um, more fun to bring your boyfriend. Oh, to totally. Yeah. yeah. It's That's one so hotel room. You get a little night out of there. Yeah. But like in the city, she hasn't gotten me into all these like clubs or whatever. Not but in like, Brooklyn, though, a little? Uh, no. no? I, she's got me on one show in Brooklyn. And it was because it was her birthday show. So she was like, oh, yeah, you could do my birthday show. But like, I'm not in the roster of all these places. But what it does do is it kind of um, it kind of gives me a little more clout. For sure. Like people people are like, oh, I can. OK, he he must be at least decent if yeah. Carmen's dating him. So, you know, bleep out her name. Maybe not. But I was <laughs> like, if, OK, he can't be that bad if she's dating him. So I guess I can talk to him. And then people are a little friendlier than if I wasn't dating her. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, you know, you are the company you keep. Yeah. So like people are like, wow, OK, well, I can't be stupid. Right. 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 <laughs> do you do you get that when you go to his shows? 
Um, it's fun going to his shows. Like we went, went, we he was in this group called Dirty Little Ditties, where he was like the piano player. But he would like you can't have that name in 2023. <laughs> I'm sorry, that name is done. In all <laughs> fairness, it was like 2016. It's that's a little late for that name. That should be a name in the 60s, <laughs> and nothing after that. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> it was an old drag queen who came up with that name. And okay, it, and all it's right. true. <laughs> You're right about that. But um, like it's fun because you like meet the people and like it's it's fun um i enjoy dating um a performer who's not a comic because i like to be around like musicians too and sure. like singers also and like it because i also am part singer and part musical theatery right you know even though i'm mostly a comedian but i grew up doing musical theater my whole life so it's fun to like also like you know meet someone from a different element you know and like take you out of yourself for a second a little escapism you know yeah. instead of just only comics comics because i've done that so much my whole life you know yeah, that is a good point. Comics uh, can wear on you. Yeah. Very, very quick. They're all very needy. I guess artists in general are all kind of needy, but like the, especially with you running a show, there's always a little bit, like mine's just a weekly. You got way more uh, shows than I do, but like everyone that I talk to, I'm kind of like, all right, when are they going to ask? Like, yeah. When are they going to ask? And Honestly, they, like every just, single comedy party I go to, yeah. like I went to um, Sean Donnelly's party sure. and it was like, oh, I got to see all these people I haven't seen. And then it's like three minutes and then they're like, hey, I heard mm -hmm. you're in a really fun room. And it's like, I'm like, yep. okay, like, can I ever get a spot out of going to these things? <laughs> it's always ends yeah, up just right? me giving other people spots. Well, that's is like, I will never be the person that goes up to people and is like, hey, I heard you run a really good room. <laughs> and it's like, that's never going to be my personality. So maybe yeah. that's the only way to do it. I hate the loiterers more. They're gonna if they're talking to me at a party and they're like, "Oh, how's your show going?" and kind of implying like, "Hey, I'd love yeah. to do your show." And I'm like, "Everybody wants to do the fucking show. You don't. You're not." Yeah. But the, the, the people that show up and loiter in the back corner, those are the ones like low level comics that don't know me or Chris. They just, just hang out at the they show. They just hang out. I have they're those all in the, the time. Way, and then it's just like oh, I know what you want. The like door. I, just <laughs> there's not a ton of room down here. That's the that's the issue. That's <laughs> I know. Anyway, but you just thinking be, about that, I needed a little more wine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> are you more used to this? given your background or are you more sick of it being in show business for as long as you have because i didn't start until i was like i i did music in high school but it's just like high school orchestra or what whatever. did you play again i played viola i played drums i sang in a couple bands wow uh, really you that sang? Was, yeah i didn't know bit. you was also sang. Just a little little bit i'm not very good i'm like i'm like uh 2000s rock good wow where it's like you know it's not nobody would claim that those dudes from 2000s rock bands were actually good singers but they like they're unique and they kind of have a lower voice so it fits with the music like can you compare yourself to someone oh man um like would you sing like in your house no. <laughs> like that no um <laughs> it was more like screamy like less that's like what i'm saying bandy? less no, not hairband. More like um, cake. Like two thousand. I could do cake actually. Okay. He's a. He wasn't even singing. I wouldn't even call that singing. It's more like kind of uh, yeah, just along. rhythmic talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah, like like Foo Fighters or like wow. a type of type of band like that. And they are. I wasn't nearly that good. But like that was sort of my ranger register. And that was like long haired Corey, right? Oh yeah. Were you in yeah. bands? Like yeah, a couple wow. of we. We played like a couple of shows. I wasn't like touring or anything. It was mostly my buddies and I in the garage. Um, but then I switched over to drums and I played drums for like three or four years. Wow. Um, and I was much better at drums than I was at singing. But, I really respect a good drummer, you know? People yeah. don't understand exactly how much goes into drumming. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's kind of like comedy in that everybody thinks they can do it. Yes. Or they're like, yes, only oh, with I, the drums out I, of all I, the I instruments. I can do a little pattern. I could yeah. do it. like nobody looks at a guitar like I could I could rip a solo right now. Never picked it up. I right. bet I could do it. Like drums, are like oh yeah, how hard could it be? And it's like <laughs> comedy. They're like oh, I tell jokes all the time. Like how hard could it be? It's like uh, hard. Like do more <laughs> than one in a row. That's yeah. the hard part. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but they the, do. They think because they're funny with their friends that they can like write a joke to save their lives. And some you know? of them can, which some is always can. disappointing. There's <laughs> nothing I hate more than a comic who's never done it gets on stage and they're like pretty decent. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> but are you looking if they're decent because of how they're doing with the crowd or because of because you're watching them yourself? 
both. Both? Okay. There, there is sort of like a charisma that you can't. Yes. Like when they go, when they, for the first time, when they get on stage with a lot of charisma, and if they have one well-written joke, then I'm like, damn it, they have the ability to do this. And they have potential, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. You could have those, those <laughs> they could write a couple of good jokes, but if they're like a stick in the mud, you're like, all right, you got no chance. Yeah. Uh, you, you see people who are like doing it 15 years who are, who just don't have charisma, but they learned like the paint by number way of writing jokes so they can yes. like coast and get by. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. There is um, a paint by, it doesn't mean you're going to be hilarious, but it's like, all right, I learned there's a formulaic way to do this. I can sure. get by. That's, I mean, that's kind of true with every, with music as well. Like you've got the professionally trained musicians that are like, they know every single scale, they know every single key, they could sight read, they could do all this and they're fantastic. You know, that's like the Berkeley College of Music people. And mm -hmm. then you've got like Nirvana. Right. Who like break all the rules. Came out of nowhere. They broke yeah. all the rules and suddenly it's like, oh no, he's the best singer. It's like and then all the, the <laughs> pure musicians are like, This guy can't what are you talking about? Yeah. But it's like I don't I don't know. Musicians seem less needy to me. Is that your yeah. experience? I feel like they're, um, they're, I think, I don't know what, lend, I guess like personality wise, like comedy lends itself to people who are always, you know how we always say like, we're all like a little bit fucked up, right? You can yeah. curse on this. Sure. Yeah. So. Really? Like, you think I'm going to have a podcast where I don't <laughs> curse? <laughs> so like like, every third word is a curse. But And yet all, all sorts of musicians die from overdoses too, but they yeah. do it in a more like, I don't know. Like, Pathetic way? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not even, but it's like, why are musicians so much easier to be around, like at a party or something, oh, you know? Yeah. They're not like, maybe because they're so used to being in bands, there's a sort of like sharing mm. quality to it. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're not me, me, me. It's more like, I don't know. Like, you know, even like in high school, you're always in a marching band or something. You have, you need right. other people a lot. That's you know? a good point. Maybe. There, maybe there's, there could also be less, like, I think narcissists are a little more drawn to stand up comedy. Yes. Because um, we're alone on stage. It's like, yeah. you know, they always say, like, if you run for president, you've got to be a narcissist in some, for sure. you know. Yeah. Like, you, you have to feel like, oh, it should be me up there. Right. Like I'm, I'm special enough to do that. Yeah. Um, the but, neediness is so strange though with comics, you know, maybe it's cause, yeah. do you think that like the super successful comics are needy? Um, yeah, I don't think that goes away. Cause if, yeah. if for the first 15 years of your career, you were super, super needy and that it worked for you, you're probably going to keep <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Um, I, it might just be like amount of opportunity. Right. Because like there's a set number of clubs, there's a set number of shows and there's a lot of comedians where like musicians don't feel that way. I don't think they're yeah. kind of like, well, my music's different than their music. So like people will either listen to it or they won't. But nobody's deciding. It's a little more. I feel like there's less competition now. There might be less competition and there's also. Yeah, there might be less competition. So they're not constantly focused on like, well, why did this person get this? Sure. Or why do they have a special and not me? I feel like right. there's more of this like, all right, I'll go with the flow sort of. A well, actors do do that, though. Actors they, do. they are very competitive with each other, yeah. at least in this. I don't know. You grew up in it. So like when yeah. you were a kid, what was the competition like? So I started out as a stage prop in my mother's place because she couldn't afford a babysitter. Okay. <laughs> so she just like sticks me. I mean, that's a joke, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you like dressed up as a tree or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Like, like a flower pot. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so my mom uh, has been a playwright forever. Uh, you know, one of her plays was a Jackie Mason musical, which still yep. has, is it's going to Toronto I next year. Very good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Um, and then she has other plays too. She has one play um, called Mel Schwartz Sleeps with Mae West, okay. which is a, it's about a 59 year old guy who has a penile implant okay. and he like <laughs> is dying to like go fuck somebody and he bothers all his friends at night. Like, come on, let's go out and meet girls. And then yeah. he finds out that his, his, his girlfriend is actually um, transgender oh. and is the long lost son of one of his really good friends. Wow. Yeah. What a twist. Yeah. It's a really funny, <laughs> weird show, and it's a musical. Okay. So, of course, my mommy put me in all her plays. Sure. Know? So I play that part of the hooker, but now I wouldn't. Ah. But that was before, like, you had to really only have a transgender person. Mm -hmm. This was, like, you know, 2015. Sure. Um, 2016. And then again in 2017. But, it, like, now, of course, we would try to cast, like. But um, right. that was, you know, those are fun. But then aside from her pl her plays, um, 
You know, I went to theater camp every summer. I took okay. singing lessons, dance lessons, tap, jazz. Wow. I was like a real theater kid. Yeah. You know? And I really, I was always like, Eh, I don't love these other theater kids that much. They're so, you know what I mean? Like, like on the Fourth yeah. of July, we would like went out to like this place on the beach, and then they have to get on the tables and sing Rent, you know. Well, oh, and even Jesus then, I was Christ. like embarrassed. Yeah. It was so obnoxious. <laughs> I'm like 11. I'm like, this is not. This is obnoxious. Yeah. That is every stand-up comic would be like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Like, what are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> Who is this for? Who exactly. <laughs> so like. um you know, so like, even though it's fun to be in a play, mm-hmm. I, I, I knew that it, like, eh, I don't love these people. So when I started, I actually started waitressing at a comedy club. When I moved to New York, I was going to college at the same time. And I was like, this is like, my mom was like, why don't you go waitress at a comedy club? See if you like comedians. And yeah. it was just so like, cool. You know, it was okay. like more fun. Yeah. Um, like the people were more analytical and like, you know, just fun to be around and not like all this musical theatery too much. Right. You know? Yeah. It's definitely like comedians are dramatic, but they're also like you can give them a lot of shit where like actors are a little more. Well, I shouldn't say they're more sensitive. Comedians are sensitive, but in their own special ways yeah. uh, where you can really you can really get it once you figure out they've all got their own <laughs> thing. You can really I don't know if actors would be able to handle a roast battle. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. Yes. I think right? that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, um, so it is like, did your mom growing up think that you would end up in comedy even when you were a kid? But just like, because you can't really do comedy as a kid. Right. You, you kind of can, but you don't really have the, the nuance, the like perspective of why something's funny. Well, on a separate note, um, my mother had always been involved in these plays and she knew this guy named Frankie Mann. So in okay. in South Florida, there's a condo circuit. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called the South Florida condo circuit. No. So it's like, there's a bunch of people who are like over 55. They're not sick or debilitated. They yeah. just moved to Florida and yeah. they're in these like communities. So like they have these giant theaters, like, you know, a thousand, 2000 seat theaters. And they always have acts that come in like on the weekends. Yeah. So it's like this fun, almost like the Catskill era, but it's like, so sure. this guy, comedian Frankie Mann was a comedian and, um, an impressionist and they met somehow through an ad in the paper for something else um and he was like all right when i was six he was like because jackie mason my father was really big at that time it was like the early 90s okay and he was like why don't we bring your kid on stage for like 10 minutes okay we'll have a little bit of patter and she'll sing a song you know and like so that became a thing that i started doing from the time i was six years old like all over miami beach like hotels the hotels would have these really big shows so like my first show ever that i ever did when i was six it was like a thousand seat theater like with a with a band that i had to sing with i had to learn Mm. how to do that and um it was exciting but i was like so nervous i I still remember how nervous i was (laughs) right um but that taught me a lot. And then you'd hang out backstage because be, he would be one act. There'd be another act. You'd hang out. The comedian. So that was like my first taste of like comedians and how sure. they act and tell dirty jokes with each other and stuff. Yeah. You know. How did you even rationalize that at six years old? Because like so many kids, they're afraid to like get up in front of their class of 20 people and like tell them, like show them how to do a math problem on the board. Much like yeah. you're like singing a, a song and like doing bits yeah. at six in front of strangers. Like, do you <laughs> just like black out and hope it goes well? Like, how do you even rationalize that as a kid? That's a great question. I mean, I was, I was always like a ham, you know, mm. even like as a child, I was like a, a like performer, such a ham. Yeah. yeah. And like a um, child of a comedian and a playwright. Yeah. That makes sense. But, <laughs> and even like, even like, you know, even going back a little earlier, um, when my mother and father broke up, I was about two, so I didn't remember really him at all. Sure. But then we would get flown all over the country to be on like certain talk shows because he was so such a big star at that time. So mm. we were like on Entertainment Tonight. Oh wow! And we were on like Current Affair, which was a big news show at that time. Jeez. And um, so we met. So I used to meet like all these other kids, like of like celebrities. That's like I met. <laughs> like now to this day, I'm really good friends with Johnny Carson's granddaughter. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> it was so random. Yeah. And like we'd all be like sitting in the green room like hey which kid are you you know <laughs> yeah. so then i would have to talk on those things you know okay. which was like a weird thing but you know you don't even really fully understand stuff at that age you just don't really get why you're being flown or what's going on sure so like uh, i just remember it was always fun for me i never really had a problem with like stage fright 
Sure. I have more social anxiety now <laughs> that I'm older <laughs> than I did then. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, because you don't, you know how like when you're, before you, before you're scared of anything, like you don't even know that you're supposed to be scared. Yeah. So you'll just, that's why they say like young people take all these risks, you know, yeah. and older people are more scared because you would know the dangers of things. It's like, I yep. think I just like would leap with that, like almost subconsciously or something. Huh. That was, so it kind of goes into my follow-up question was like, what was it like when you came to New York and you weren't surrounded by people who were the children of famous people? <laughs> like you had, you had to interact with comedians who had like normal upbringings and like grew up on Long Island and all these, <laughs> you know, uh, was it, was it strange to go the other way? Cause I feel like if I was 22 and then all of a sudden I spent all my time hanging out with a bunch of super famous people, I'd kind of be like wait how do i i don't know how to intera interact with well, these people they got their own language they got <laughs> well to be honest I, I didn't hang out with like super famous people sure. that often it was like a little bit here okay. and there so mostly like in in florida i was i would be in plays where you'd have regular people and stuff um and a lot of my friends growing up were like also musicians i was my best friend jane was like a musician who now is still uh in a really famous band in germany playing the upright bass oh, cool. um, but it, i just like loved comedians so much I, like i remember like um just watching it i was like oh my god that's amazing like being around the live the like every night you know it was yeah. just like so cool when i was eight they took me to see my father perform um and he was in the broward center of the performing arts which was like hmm. i don't even know like a ten thousand seat theater Big. and like everyone was and i was and then um my my grandma my mom didn't go but like my grandma and this guy frankie Mann took me and we went backstage to meet him and then i couldn't speak i could not speak when i was when i met him for like the first time ever oh could not speak i was like so nervous to speak to him i think because huh. i was in so much awe that this guy just performed in front of all these people gotcha so that was a that was so like the only time i couldn't speak eight happened? eight <clears throat> so when you were like six and you were going on tour with frankie Mann, like he knew you were Jackie's mm -hmm. daughter but you still hadn't met your dad I yet. hadn't really met him like in since I was two Wow. Okay. Um, but he would bring me up on stage like, "This is Jackie Mason's daughter. Doesn't she look just like him?" You know. And then, <laughs> and I did really look a lot like him. Oh man. <laughs> so, and like people thought, like, "Oh, is your mother exploiting you?" And be like, "No, this is so much fun. I'm having a great time." That's a good way to put it because you hear a lot about child stars and like the kids of famous people and ever like there are a lot of child stars that get pretty fucked up like all those yeah. Disney Channel stars yeah um, or like even the kids from the Sopranos I like they, what do you uh, mean they get them, fucked up listening to them they were like they were uh, they were like doing hard drugs as like teenagers and stuff because they were on the set they were famous they had a lot of money they didn't really know what to do like all this other stuff but it is That's there one... is the other side of it it's like it would be fun to live that life you That's know That's one it's just... thing I think about both my parents and my whole family in general is like no one did drugs nobody really mm. drank or anything like there okay. were no drugs you know Jackie Mason didn't do drugs my mother didn't do it, it was like a super clean lifestyle That's shocking a comedian I in know. the 90s didn't do just mountains of cocaine is He never did anything Unbelievable okay. I, I I think if he had he would have even been more successful because then you're like hanging out after and hobnobbing with people who can That's like true. you know but he never touched the stuff like his only vice was Trami and women, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he like loved going to delis late at night, completely stone cold sober. My mother's entire relationship with him, they were a hundred percent sober, maybe one glass of wine once in a blue moon. Wow. I know. So that makes you see how like more sincere their love is without even the assistance of alcohol. Or yeah. was anyway. But they were you know, you saw the story. But sure, um, <laughs> yeah. check out the Jackie Mason musical when it's in your town. You'll get the whole the whole background. But yeah, I can see how like a lot of kids who grow up like on these sets where everyone's doing drugs and stuff, it's like hard not to, you know, how do you not fall? And then, but like I'm friends with Mindy Rickles and she never sure. got into that, you know? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. We, I guess my, my perception of show business back then is like, it's, it's the stories that people want to hear about, you know, right. like no, nobody publishes an article about how boring Jackie Mason is, but yeah. they will publish an article about how insane like this other comic is doing you know bob saget doing heaps of cocaine and yeah. drinking and all that other stuff because that's fun to read about you know yeah so that's maybe. true that's a really good point yeah <laughs> yeah they're just like two clean people which well how have you seen like show business change 
because you've been in it for so like since you were a kid obviously i'm not asking like a six-year-old's not going to understand the depth of what is going on in show business but even from the time that you came here at 18 to like do comedy uh and do shows like has the internet changed a ton of stuff i mean for sure that's i mean absolutely that's a very acute observation i mean like the internet has changed every you know the cancel culture has changed so many things sure um People just get so offended so easily now, so you have to skirt over everything or be careful. Or, mm-hmm. I think jokes have gotten, I don't know if they've gotten necessarily smarter, mm. but maybe because we're, maybe uh, people used like a lot of ethnic jokes as like a crutch back yeah. then. And yes. it was like, those were easy to do. Yep. Maybe it's almost better that we can't always do them. Like maybe write another joke about something else that's like more insightful or more, you know, intuitive, yeah. something brand, you know, fresh. Yeah. I, I think... That's what I was going to say is like, I think the cancel culture kind of put guidelines on there. And the people that are really mad are the ones that used ethnic stuff or, you know, saying like calling people the F word, calling people the R word, like as a crutch. They didn't have real punchlines. They didn't have good setup, but they knew they could get a laugh calling someone a retard. Right. You know, like, right. I was like, what's the R word for a second? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it so long. Child of the 90s. I don't know. It's, it's been so uh, long since I, no, but that's true. It was kind of like a, maybe it's almost, but you know, you have a very good friend whose name maybe we shouldn't mention. Yeah, nope. But you know who I'm mentioning? He's well, he's dating one of our also really good friends. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll, His I'll, initials are. Uh, you know who I mean? Continue on. I know who yeah. you're talking about. But yeah. so he still does that and gets away with it, yeah. and you love him. Yeah, you know he's fun to watch. He's so right. much fun to watch. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but his he also does have smart jokes embedded in there. You get yeah, the you can get away with saying those things if you're doing it uh, in Super an intelligent playfully. way. Yeah, like very yes, very playfully. Yeah. Um, you're being smart about it. You're not punching down. You're like like you can't call someone a retard. Right. Like that's that's out. But you can you know. I haven't figured out how to do it, so I don't do it. But there are definitely people that still use it, and they do super well. And yeah. with the with the guidelines there, I think it's just it it made people get more creative around those words with cancel culture. And then if it's like, all right, well, if you can't get creative enough, like the audience tells you what's good, you don't right. tell the audience what's good. So if the audience is saying that what you did wasn't good, then tough shit. That's the job. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, I don't. That's true, but I don't. I don't approve of like always. Oh, there's still, you know, the one ethnic group that people still make fun of all the time is the Jews, right? And Jews just and sort of Italians. take it. Yeah, are and the Italians? Oh yeah. Oh, the, the that's the joke is like the Italians are the one the one race that you can make fun of because they're so <laughs> annoying about not being white. Like they'll claim that they're not white, and it's like you are. You are what you can't. Yeah, yeah, you're white. <laughs> Some of them, but yeah. anyway, the yes, I agree about the the Jews. I would also say that if you're gonna do a Jewish joke, it's most likely gonna be hacky. Yeah, yeah. So don't do hacky jokes. That's my rule. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I will say like when I do um, road gigs a lot, um, you know, around the country, I it's like. The minute I get on stage, I can see there it's already a little disarming because of the way I look, right? I don't look yeah. like anybody there. Everyone's like a certain, I don't want to disparage anyone, but there's a certain way they look and stuff, you know? So they're already like, okay, this girl is going to be funny. I don't know. I'm not yeah. super famous, right? So it's right. not like they're like, you know, oh, her. It's like, okay, like make me laugh. So I kind of open up with like... I think it's a clever Jewish joke, but the minute I like make fun of the Jews, they're like, okay, she's cool. Yeah, like, right. Okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have noticed that dating another comic. There's, you can sense. Uh, and she's gorgeous, you know. She's very attractive, but there's also this, I think men go into watching a female comic being like, well, she probably won't be funny. Right. And it's a weird once and women are studying you or your like women are i hate to say that not all women but a lot of women are super catty so like they're so focused on like okay well is she what does she look like is she fat is she thin like is she Mm -hmm. prettier than me is the guy that i'm with gonna look at her is you know what i mean like and that's not to say that i'm like a knockout but i just think they think that unless you like come in like super you know heavy or something where it's not intimidating at all yeah, you no, know, in small towns, you're 100. Even in New York, 
Carmen won't wear anything with a low cut. Yeah, me neither. I always wear like, a jacket. She wears either like a ratty t-shirt or yes. like overalls. And she was like, if I don't look like a boy, I don't do as well. Like she she will bring an extra jacket. That's to exactly like what over, I always do. Yeah. I always wear a jacket. Because she You've seen me. Yeah. People have said to me like, why are you wearing a jacket? I'm like, oh, because these, these bead cups <laughs> are going to, it's going to be really, but it's not even that. It's yeah. just the fact that they are breasts around. Right. You know, you but don't have it, to be like a, you know what? It's, it's like, she's like, she's right. See if she yeah. does that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she does that. And then the other thing she does is that she's got, if she's if she's on the road, she doesn't have to do this in the city as much because people are much more open to to women comics here. But if she goes on the road, one of her early jokes has to be making fun of either liberals or women. Right. Because that is how she kind of shows the dudes, like one of you, the farmers who decided to come out to the show like. Hey, yeah, I'm cool. I'm not going to come up here and lecture you like right. your fantasy or like you're imagining me doing for no reason. Like, exactly. She has to do something that's going to make the men in the audience feel like, OK, she's she can, she's one of the bros. Yes. She can hang out with us while exactly. we we're drinking beer. And it's like it's it, it does kind of suck. Most comedy fans are men right now. And you kind of have to do that. And men have to do it as well, but it's a little easier. It's a little easier for me to get on stage and people assume like, oh, he, he's a bro. But that's like, also but part of the way you look. Right. Right. Like, yeah. let's say you had like dyed blonde hair and you were wearing like a flashy top or like, yep. you know what I mean? You came across gay right away or something. You know what right. I mean? I mean, like they judge you like within a second yeah. of your, your look. So I, I have a TV show by now, but I couldn't do the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the industry would love me. The road people would not. <laughs> That's uh. so true. It's hard being a white straight guy now. I'm sure. I, I Not yeah, on the road, but you here. You know, yes. In the city, that is that is the nuance that i say on the road they look at me as the goddamn savior i yeah. like i show up and they're like finally some real fucking You're comedy like the poster child I'm like, for you that. guys are idiots and then there's a city <laughs> nobody wants anything to do with me i'm like you guys are idiots and it's <laughs> so it's just you know you take what you get You're everybody a man is, with no country <laughs> i know I'm, like, I'm really suffering out here in my in my studio apartment and my uh and my hot girlfriend it's real tough yeah, yeah let me get the um, violin yeah <laughs> but look like people here you're you're like let's say they're here you're coming from new york and let's say you're doing just for example some like i was just at a place in like the middle of nowhere pennsylvania mm -hmm. right these are not bad people they're good salt of the earth right. hard-working people blue-collar people for the most part yep. they just want to have a good time you know they're so busy all week they work so hard they have kids they have this yep. they paid for a sitter tonight like give them a good show so if the, if if they have reservations like oh she's like if i i have a trump joke which is not anti or pro it's just a stupid just joke is. about the yeah. about how he like made the word pussy a household word sure. right it's neither <laughs> here nor there yeah. um early on i learned uh, actually from a really good comedy teacher super early on if you're gonna do even then before it was so polarizing yeah if you're gonna do politics don't make it polarizing don't pick a side unless you're famous and you really want to make a point and be right. like this soothsayer if you're michelle wolf and that's right. your shtick right. is you're making a point then yeah i agree yeah I, but you can do politics if you don't choose a side and it's just something stupid right right or something like yeah silly yeah 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 I, that's a good way it's also like silly's a good way to get into something or if you're going to do politics you can kind of like you can kind of play both sides i've found right. like if if you kind of if it's overall going to be anti-trump but you say at the very beginning like he's got a good point about this one thing it kind of disarms those people right but then it ends with the other people being happy and you can kind of live in this weird middle you could do that uh, that's a little riskier it is riskier uh, but it's the only way I can uh, get adrenaline anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to do something for yourself. You know? <laughs> yeah. So why why isn't that mentality of make me laugh or let's see if they let's see if this is any good? Why doesn't that pertain to musical theater? Because comics say that all the time. They're like, well, you wouldn't go to a theater uh, uh, a musical and start heckling like all this other. Why 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 does that only happen? 
for comedy in your opinion? Great question. I think a lot of the a lot of it really has to do with the setting. I think mm. the fact that, you know, you go to see a play, you get your drink beforehand, there's no waitress service, right? There's no, you know, server coming around, you're not eating, you're not drinking, you don't get up constantly to go to the bathroom sure. in the middle of a punchline. <laughs> it's like and and you're in like this nice theater usually, or even if it's like a shitty theater, it's still a theater. The doors are closed, there's a certain like feeling of formality, the lights are off, yeah, and we're seeing a play. Right. And like you just wouldn't you'd have to be such a dick to like interrupt yeah. a play while people are like in the middle of a you know um stand up comedy is a lot like when you'd go to like a bar and there's a band playing in the background and yeah. you're kind of talking to your friend My and you're kind of watching thing. the bar yeah I hate when there's a bar in the background a band in the background or a band in the background really? of a bar I hate it I hate cuz the It depends the, if you go for the, the level's band. not right ever right. they're either either if they're too quiet, I don't hear them and I don't care. But they're almost always too loud. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, I didn't go here for you and your fucking weird dude, your weird friend from high school to play stand-up bass <laughs> while you played, I don't know, guitar. It's, what are or we doing here? Or you go to see a live yeah. band. Right. Right. Or you go to see a live band. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. But think how they feel. They're like, you know, I, I, I was just, I just <laughs> happened to stumble upon this band. We were in, we were hanging out at this uh, weird town in Long Island. And, like, there was a really good band playing. If they were like 60 Playing like yeah. classic rock Whatever sure. No one was paying attention You know And like I'm like Yeah because they just Throw a band in here Right You know Like you've done those Ambush shows yeah. Where like Comedy I, shows I are like really Take over the bar I really try not to anymore I know I, I say yes to doing them And then I get out of it On the last <laughs> yeah. uh, On the last day Oh I'm so sorry man I had something pop up Or like I'll ask someone who's done the show before. Is like, is this any good? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Because there are some bar shows where it's a completely separate room. You've got to have the separate great. room. If yeah. It's just like both of us have those kinds of shows. Right. Separate That's, room. Yes. Yeah. That one that could just be a show. I don't like. Yeah. That those are fun to do. But the ones where it's like, hey man, we're gonna get started. Uh, yeah, you two over here sitting at the bar. Do you want to watch? Yeah. You want to watch for oh, a little bit? Oh, brutal. All right, never mind. And then it's an it's it's, it's really like an insult to the deserve, art form. They deserve to heckle i don't blame them when yeah. those people heckle because um, we're heckling them with comedy so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a genuine ambush show i told it to yeah. my boyfriend about those shows he goes they actually call it ambush yeah, yeah. i'm like yeah like yeah. you're literally forcing people to watch right? a show and then there's a show that the name of it is ambush comedy and it's actually a really good show in a pizza <laughs> shop but it's been there for so long that people kind of know like oh, know wednesday night about. don't go there <laughs> if yeah. you're not going there for the show so they actually won i guess um there is something like at least from what i've seen i think it's a little bit of a familiarity with comedians where like the trick of a comedian is that you feel like you're in a conversation with that person that's true So like tom's a girl one of the biggest comics in the world right now put out like a little half hour documentary thing on taping his last special which just came oh, out wow i gotta see that and during one of his four tapings which he did like over two nights just back to back to back to back um he got like heckled in a theater by some dude who was just yelling out like we love you man you're doing so good we love you and just in the middle of one of his punchlines and i was like this is he's in a theater in the round in las vegas one of the biggest comics in the world all these people know who he is they know what he does like all this, this. dude couldn't help it he's still Segura. Was, yeah. Okay. So with that, I'll say, of course, not cool. They yeah. think they're doing the right thing by like cheering them on. I, but I, I'll also say that his podcast. Okay. So I was in, I was in Austin and I was opening for a tell at the Moon Tower Comedy yeah. Festival the next day at the Paramount Theater, um, and it was like it was like a twelve hundred seat theater. And I was like, I want to go see a show because I, I got there the night before. I'm like, let me go see Tom Segura's podcast. Yeah. Right? On the way into the theater, they hand everybody barf bags because the stuff that they showed on like, <laughs> yeah. like it was I so know. like cringe. I've, I've seen it. <laughs> You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, like people getting cut in half. It's like, like the worst stuff they could find on the internet. <laughs> like, and like, and so everyone, so they actually hit. So I feel like in that particular case, here's a guy who, you know, Everyone knows he's boisterous. Everyone yeah. knows the So that's not to defend the heckler, but it's like, all right, we know he's not like a classy theater comic. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. That's a, okay. So you're saying there's a difference between like him and John Mulaney. Yeah. Like John Mulaney feels like a play. Right. Where, or a one man show. I don't feel like Mike Birbiglia gets heckled too often. Exactly. That's like, also his, his fans, fans are different. His fans are smarter. 
There's, yeah. no, there's no other way to put it. And you have to think, like, well, what kind of fans do I want? Like, yeah. all right, sorry, man. Like, your podcast lends itself right. to people that are going to do that sort of shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, do you get, since you're navigating the industry, trying to make your own career, how, how much has being Jackie Mason's daughter played into it? Like... From a and and when he died, you did a couple of shows, but he also he's not he wasn't super involved with your career, but obviously people know who you are. Not only wasn't he involved, but when I first moved to New York and I tried to get a job as a waitress at um, New York Comedy Club when Al Martin owned it, his people mm. like somehow heard about it and like called him up and were like, "We would prefer it if you didn't hire her." And he was like, "She's what?" That's why I can never really hate him that much because he was like Al Martin. Yeah. Okay. But it, but it, like he was like, "Listen, like." She's a kid trying to make it. Like right. she just needs. I'm hiring her as a waitress. Who the fuck are you to tell me who right. to hire? It's why, my business. Why would? What would that even do for right. Jackie May? Why would he? They just. I don't even know if he was aware of it, but oh. his, he had a crazy manager who, like, is mm. you know, who was like just always very jealous of the fact that my mother had a kid with him and stuff. Okay. You know? So, um, how did it help me, and how did it hurt me a little? Well, it helped in a way that, like. When I get hired because they knew who he was, uh, I would go like, well, you really wanted Jackie Mason, but you couldn't afford him, so you got <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> yeah. um, I get really well-paying Jewish gigs, synagogue sure. gigs, that I wouldn't get if I wasn't his daughter. Okay. They're not particularly like what I really want to do, but it's a great paycheck. you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, also, I get a little more respect from some of the veteran comics. Mm. You know, They're like, all right, Jackie Mason's... It's like now we all know Greg Geraldo Jr. was so excited right. that they knew his father. So there's a certain um, uh, nostalgic aspect For to sure. that. Yeah. So that's always been like kind of fun. You know, okay. that's fun. Um, he himself did not really help me at all. But yeah. um, just being his kid did help in certain ways. You know, it opened up some doors here and there. Yeah. Did you appreciate the help or did you kind of resent it? I appreciated like a, he, it. He... You know, okay. So it wasn't like a like, no, I want to do this myself. Like, I don't need the, I don't need the help. I'm like gonna make it on my own. Or, and I think appreciating it is the smart way to do it. I think all those the kids of rich kids that are like, oh no, I'm gonna do this all myself, and then they just fail because I mean, like, why deny dumb. like the little tiny things you have? You yeah. know, like if well, you if have my dad some... was a famous comic, I'd be like, oh uh, yeah, 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 that one. He's my dad. Can I uh, come to a set? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was born a little too late for it to help so much, but sure. as much as it could help, it's like, why not use what, what can help you? You know, it's okay. already, I'm already like struggling because he didn't help me, you know, either fi financially paid child support till I was 18, but like after that, that was it. So yeah. not getting help financially, every single thing I did on my own. So to tell the truth that I'm his daughter, like why not use it? You know, why, yeah. why avoid the truth? It's the truth. Right. You know, people ask me like, is he really your father? And I'm like, if I was going to lie, wouldn't I pick someone like more prominent, you know, yeah. <laughs> more attractive at least. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like, why would <laughs> He did have eight one man Broadway shows and that's a place yeah. where nobody ever heckled by the way. Oh yeah. I'll believe that. Yeah. I think it, that has to do, uh, I think there is a ticket price factor to that. Yeah. Um, which is an old Daniel Tosh joke where he was like uh during one of his tours i saw him live and i don't know if you remember but there was during part of the ticket mastered thing there was kind of like people were complaining at how high tickets sales were and they were asking artists to like hey you should bring this down like why is this so why is it 80 dollars to see daniel tosh or like something oh, like yeah. that and when he was, was like that? And that was like 2013 vaguely 24 yeah. it was like a whole thing around price and shows were getting so so much more expensive and daniel tosh's joke was like no i make the the tickets 80 bucks on purpose i don't want people who can't afford 80 dollars to come to my show yeah. those people are animals and it's like <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you get with the one man show thing is like it's it's more expensive yeah i think and so you don't get the people that are like ten dollars sure let me show up and see what's going on i mean on a really minuscule level you know my show like like I have a secret free email blast, so I let like maybe six or eight free mm -hmm. ones in just to pad the room. Yeah. And there's always like an issue with them. They're way worse. Like they're just worse. They yep. sit down, they get up. Like the other day, someone like actually tried to steal money from the tip bucket. <laughs> so it's like, I think a ticket price like does, it keeps out the riffraff. Like yeah. 
I'm even happier. I'm like more. I'm like we did this like dinner cruise the other day, sure. and like my boyfriend was like, "Do you think it's gonna be like super ghetto?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It might be." But then we looked at the ticket price, and it was like eighty dollars. Like, yeah. Okay, it won't be. You right. know, um, not that there's anything wrong with ghetto. Poor people can die. This is what we're. <laughs> this is what we're saying. We don't need them. Honestly, this is gonna be horrible. We need as many billionaires in the canceled. world as possible. <laughs> The poor people can fuck right off. They can, I don't know. People come with a certain expectation. (laughs) This is not good. We might have to edit this part out. (laughs) We sound like such. I'm obviously, I'm obviously joking. No, it's well, sort of. To your point, even a five (laughs) dollar ticket. Yeah. Which everyone can afford. Yeah. Uh, that, you have something invested. It's skin something in the game. invested. Yes. Yeah. There is also something to like, oh, it's a free show. How good could these people be if it's Ooh. a free show? And I think that's part of the problem as well. Totally part of it. But um, it's like going to a show in the park. Like you can show up or leave. It's free. Right. You know? Yeah. That's not the only problem with shows in the park. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Shows in the park are the reason why I started my room, because I was like, I can't do this anymore in the park. Right, 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 right. (laughs) So have you tried to do a one-person show? I feel like that's the last thing that you haven't done in show business. Well, here, that, thank you. Um, (laughs) I, the thing with a one, did you see the show on Broadway now? Alex Edelman's show? Uh, no, but I heard a podcast with him. And, uh, I uh, knew him from back in the day. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I haven't seen it. Um, the thing about a one-person show as a comedian is like, do you do you do it all stand-up? Do you do a stand-up show? Sure. Like Colin Quinn does, like all stand-up. Yep. Um, I would love to do that, like in a theater, you know? Um, like really run a one-person show. I've done... One person shows like I did the show called Who's Holiday where I was playing um, uh, the girl from the Grinch. What's her name? Cindy, Cindy Lou Who. Like grown yeah. up. That's not about me though. It's like I, right. it was a play. Do I want to do my own one woman show? That's it's hard because it's like, well, do you take a break and do the whole sentimental thing? And then this right. happened, and then that yep. happened, and I was devastated. You know, I don't know. I'm not there yet. Okay. <laughs> you know, a few more years of therapy, and then we could get into. <laughs> Then you can start doing the sad <laughs> shit on stage as well as the funny stuff. Like, what do you think? Do you th- do you think one person shows always kind of incorporate like that sort of e true Hollywood story element? And then there was this, and yeah, it's kind of a blurred line, right? Because yeah. you've got like the specials like Hannah Gadsby, which came out as stand up, and then all the stand up purists were like, "That's not stand up. That's a one person show." But then you've got Patton Oswalt who did stand up, and everyone was like, "This was stand up." But then he had 20 minutes in there about his dead wife where he would go like long periods without Punch any lines? jokes. Yeah. yeah. And it was very good. And he called it stand up and they both called it stand up. But with his, everyone was like, oh, this is stand up because it's Patton Oswalt. But they didn't do it with Hannah Gatsby because um, partially sexism, but partially they didn't like what she was talking about. Uh, so I don't I don't know. I, I think. The way that I look at a one-person show is uh, with the through line. So, like, I think Colin Quinn's, it was all stand-up, but it can, it's considered a one-person show because it's an hour of the same topic. Sure. It's... it's Basically the same topic. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, there are little tangents, but for the most part, it's not it's not bits. He's not shifting between all these different... Like, your, yeah. your stand-up, you got some stuff about... You know, uh, like going out with your boyfriend and getting arrested and you got stuff about your dad and, you know, it's it's kind of all over the place. And that's kind of what stand up is. Yeah. But like a one man show. I, that's a good point. I kind of I kind of base it off the through line. So like, do you think you have to take a break and 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 have that honesty quotient? No, I, I don't like think you have the to. Sadness I think there the... is room for it, though. Hmm. Like there's a little more room for being serious. There's a little more. And it's just based on, and obviously I don't have one, um, but like Chloe Radcliffe right now is doing one on, uh, the whole thing is on cheating because she talks about how she, she cheats on all of her significant others. And so she's doing a, a one woman show and she's practicing at under St. Mark's. I don't know if she's got any more. So funny you uh, mentioned that. Cause I was just talking to her ex and he was telling me all about that. Did you? <laughs> he was like, now I'm engaged yeah. to somebody else. Cause it was horrible. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah. the, um, I like, and I, I know people that have gone like women and men that are like, wow, that was so honest. It was triggering. And it's, it's funny, but like, like she has a line in there where she goes like cheating's easy 
Cheating's the easiest thing ever. And it's just anxiety inducing for people that are jealous and worried that their partners are cheating on them. And or, so it's or like, if they're cheating, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, so she's doing that right now. And then it's going to Edinburgh fringe. Wow. Um, but it's like, it's a lot of stand up. But the through line is it's all about cheating and how she thinks about cheating and how she does all this. And it's not sad necessarily. Like it's, it's funny in the way that you can laugh at these things, but it, sometimes it does get serious. Well, like, do you know, Carrie Fisher, she had a really good one sure. woman show. Yeah. Um, but it was like funny, 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 and then real and then funny and then real. So it's yeah. like, you know, to write something like that, you'd have to, you know, and you'd, you know, would I like to do that? Maybe I'm not really conceited enough yet to do that. <laughs> not, sure. not to say that anyone who does it is conceited, but yeah. like there's, there's a gray area of like, all right. I, 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 th I think you have to feel confident enough that you have like this story that must be told mm. or you just have a fun topic. Like she is the cheating. So she's sure. not, it's not so autobiographical only. Sure. Or is it? I don't know. Um, I've only heard about it. I haven't seen it. Mm. Um, I respect anyone that does it. Oh yeah. I mean like that's a lot of work. It's really difficult to write. Yeah. To, to perfect. And then to you revise. Get directors and producers yeah, and other people. Yeah, it costs a lot of money. And... Yeah. Half the reason stand up so nice is because I don't need anyone else to go do it. I can just. Yeah. You know, or like this podcast. It's like yeah. you want to start a podcast with someone. I'm like, uh, it's a lot of schedules to work around. Yeah. How Honestly, about I just do it on my couch? That was the worst part about bands. Is like yeah. I told you, I was in bands in high school, and it's like we could never find time it's like oh this guy's got soccer this dude's got detention this dude's got <laughs> math team and it's like all right cool so when are we doing this it's and the same with gotta... being a play yeah it's amazing that we ever that roll up there yeah like, i don't even need a bag i just my wallet keys phone and then like boop boop i'm done yeah but it is i don't know do you how do you feel how do you look at the the showbiz industry as a whole as like where where is it going like our music i i assume broadway's not going anywhere there's always demand for like high production shows but like those little off broadway shows are those gonna stick around is stand-up gonna stick around like attendance now is way lower than it was in like 2017 is it well like when in general when trump was in uh i think there's just as many shows but i think like when trump was in office like the shows were packed out. You hear about all those Brooklyn shows or like at the Creek in the cave, they used to be sold out all the time. And like, they could run these massive. And now it's just like, well, the clubs still are doing all right. But like every bar show, everyone's like, I don't know. I got like four people this week and I'm making it work. I just, I don't know. I, mm. what do you I'm, attribute afraid, that to? I'm afraid TikTok and Netflix are convincing people. They don't need to go out. Wow. They're like, why would I go out and spend $10 when I've got the entirety of all media ever created on my television? I think that people, though, need a sort of lower, like not every, like let's say you're either a family of four, well, forget about families, but let's say you're just like going out with your spouse or, sure. you know, your partner. And like, I think everybody wants like a lower, you don't always want to spend the $200 on a Broadway show. So sure. I think comedy will always kind of be around. Um, I wonder if though what you're saying is like maybe COVID contributed to like a, a we all got so used to staying home yeah and it was nice everybody made their homes a little better yeah. maybe yeah. too like a little more oh I put way more effort into this apartment than any of my other ones right because like, you had to be here because yeah for two years right. it was like all right well now now I'm work from home too so it's like yeah I'm, I'm in the apartment a lot but, and I think that that's yeah. also a thing is that so many people have like you know, a lot of people moved out of the city. Yeah. Um, and like they're in Westchester and stuff. And like, because, sure. because a lot of the families, like the, the Wall Street guys, like they all moved because they don't have to be at work every day. So it's like yeah. when you move to a bigger house where I can do my work from like another room or my kids are not on top of me or whatever, you yeah. know? Um, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I think Caroline's being open. Um, when they were open, they, 
just by virtue of them being right there, yeah. I think brought people, like, people cared about Caroline's. I remember being 50 and, like, I'm 50. 15. <laughs> I remember being 15 walking around, like, Times Square. Yeah. And I was like, I got to go to Caroline's because it was, like, yeah. so famous, you know. Sure. But they would have headliners on the weekends right. that people would come in from, like, Long Island and New Jersey to see. So I don't think those people that aren't going to Caroline's are going to, like, my show or going to the pair. Sure. I think where are those people? They're just staying home. Like, yeah. cause they don't have an impetus to like necessarily come in. That's a good point. They kind of lost the draw. And now, now the only like real draw in New York comedy is the comedy cellar where like, if I asked someone who doesn't live in the city where to go for comedy, they would recognize that name. Right. And then they could probably pull New York comedy club out of their ass because you know, it's the name of the city. Right. But, um, for the most part, like the village is where, people are kind of wandering around and like, oh, this is comedy area. Should we go see something? Should we like, right. but Times Square is tough. And yeah, maybe I hadn't considered that, but maybe Caroline's. I also think, I don't know if, I think the city is roughly at the same population that it was pre-COVID. But I think to your point, the older people, the people in their 30s, sure, I'll take a little bit more. Thank you. The people in their late twenties, early thirties who have, uh, who have kids that understand the nuance of comedy left, but the people that moved in are children. They're 22 years old. They're 23 years old. They're, they don't really get it. They're like, they think of comedy as like, bro, like, Oh, it's all Joe Rogan. They're all like, they're just trying to be mean to people like that sort of, they haven't realized that there's, different niches in comedy just like there is music like you can't listen to pop country music and be like all music sucks in the same way you can't listen to joe rogan and be like all comedy sucks yeah and i don't know if the kids have figured that out necessarily hmm you know there's such a variety of comics just on netflix alone yeah that i mean you've got you know Mark Norman and Hannah Gatsby and like everybody, like yeah. so many people where I feel like you get such a, a like a flavoring of comedy. Um, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe watching, people are like, why watching, do I need to go? Yeah. I didn't start watching comedy until I was like 2021. 20, so what do you think people are doing for nights out? Like a mini night out? Without That's a good spending question. A, I mean, I, even if you go out to eat, it's a hundred bucks a person. Yeah. With, if you have one glass of wine and you go out to like a halfway decent place, it yes. ends up being like a hundred bucks yeah. for two people. Someone maybe. invited me to, uh, they're like brand new in comedy. We'd known them for a while, but they were like, Hey, do you want to come to this bringer? And I was like, fuck no, you're going to, those are a hundred dollars. Like it is, it is $20 to go that's to your old get friend a ticket. That just started yeah, old, doing comedy. Old friend that started doing comedy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was like, it's 20 bucks for per ticket yeah. so if i'm paying for me and my date that's 40 bucks and then it's at least 35 to 40 bucks on drinks so you're 80 bucks and then was it a probably broadway? food what no oh. not a broadway it was uh gotham some no it was oh. manhattan comedy school i never uh, and i'm not shitting on the the school or the bringer it's just the the bringer as is is so expensive to your point um bringers are such a tricky thing you know they are it's yeah. the weirdest thing it is it's like for example so a bringer for the audience is a comedy show where the comics uh get on the show because they have family or friends come be in the audience and so it's yeah. it's an interesting dynamic where like the crowds are hot like they they're are there great to see their friends because yeah. they know what they're getting into they're there for your fr their friends it's a fun night out but for people that have been to a few uh they could be a little oh draining uh draining yeah for that's sure a good, that's a good way to put it well i had a friend in an acting class and like they put on a showcase sure. so i went i paid the ticket for the showcase just yeah. to support my friend but that was like twenty dollars no drink minimum just whatever i supported my friend in this showcase was it okay it was all right it's fine. I, you know it was like 90 minutes whatever. it yeah. was a couple of scenes a few scenes um they're just new people that need to so in a way you can kind of equate that to like yeah. the comedian thing it just happens to be a lot more expensive i don't know you know i it's a weird phenomenon yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's kind of necessary for comics to get yeah. into clubs. I don't I can't support it, though, but it's just yeah. strange. No, it is. That's that's what I always say is like do a bringer when you're ready to be passed at the bringer. Like yeah. when you're able to do the bringer and Jay Jordan, who's fantastic. He he got really good. He's a gay black dude. Super good writer. Grew up doing drama like just I knew him. Well, he yeah. was great. He did the Broadway bringer. 
when he was like six years in. And at that time, it was, I was like, there for that. Of course he got passed. Yeah. Like he is who they're looking for. Yeah. And so all these people that are like, but four that is also in. like a niche yeah, kind of a, it is, you know, type. Yeah. But to your, your question about what are they doing? I think people are saving their money to do something that they can post on Instagram about. Whoa. They're like waiting for the next cool thing where they can say like, we went out to this and it does happen with tourists. Like I went to the Gatsby experience. You know, that, that was happening. Right. The Gatsby experience or <laughs> Have like, you done that. Uh, no, Carmen's <laughs> uh, no. not going to make you do no, that. Probably not. Um, you get the, all dressed up yeah I and know. then you just kind of walk from room to room i know <laughs> in your costume like, like an idiot so there's a um oh there's like kind of a there's a thing on the upper west side it's um i think it's called please don't tell yeah where it's like a it's a play inside this mansion but you get free reign to walk around the mansion and everyone's all dressed up that's what i would rather do where it's like this weird artsy well that's like sleep no more i did sleep, sleep no, no more. more thank you that's yeah. what i'm looking for yeah. um the uh <laughs> yeah i would rather do that than the, i know the but let Gatsby me tell you experience. as like a I, like you walk around and yeah. you see another room uh, sure i'm yeah i got you <laughs> i'm with you but to to that point like if i'm i think tourists do that especially during the pandemic like the monkey show was the thing when everything yeah. was closed down because it felt like edgy it was like this shouldn't really yeah. be happening but it is so like people were like look what i did i went to, i was in new york and i did that and like it was this big instagram thing and now like the only comedy club that has that effect to it is the comedy cellar where people are like they're going down there and they turn around and they take a selfie next wow. to the sign so and it's like, not even to do the thing it's just to no, show you did the thing i think it's to show they do, to do the thing i think that's people it people also have to have some form of enjoyment tonight i think I am as you going, get older yeah do you know where i'm going tonight no i don't even want to say this publicly but i'm going <laughs> to see rfk jr speak with a rabbi somewhere oh my god <laughs> why not it's fun it's stupid it's yeah, weird it's yeah like why yeah, not yeah. go see him yeah, but hear about it's how like, vaccines are fake and all this yeah, yeah. Just, he's an interesting this guy sure. i'm not gonna this vote is, for him this is the sick comedian thing where <laughs> it's like oh i want to see the fucked up person say fucked up things we're like normal people are like jesus christ you're giving him money it's like <laughs> 20 bucks it's 20 yeah, bucks i'm with that's you all it is. I'm, yeah it's just a fun would, weird thing my buddy to do. was like hey do you want to go see professional darts it's only 20 dollars like yeah i'm fucking in are you kidding Dude, me they have midgets wrestling somewhere yeah, right. do you realize that uh, yeah. they have midgets wrestling uh, well, yeah it's just a Mexico. weird like i like to have like different experience am i gonna post that i was there no in right. fact i'll ask I think you that's probably a comedian delete this mindset. part we're always looking for the <laughs> yeah. new weird thing we want to yeah. be the first to do something we're like I think most people are like, oh, I went to New York and I saw the Comedy Cellar and they were so good. And like, you know, this other they want a story to bring their f home to their friends and to post wow. on Instagram where people are like, oh, my God, did you see this person? Did you see this person? Or like, oh, I saw this person and they're blowing up right now and all this other stuff. But wow, kind of the Instagramification of show business, I think, has kept the really good stuff. It's kept the really good stuff afloat because you what can say, word. like, oh, I saw Lion King and you get to see the the poster and they're like, oh, my God, I saw it two years ago. It was so good. But if you see something like an underground thing, you go back to your friends, you have to really sell it on them. You'd be like, no, it was really cool. It was in this like weird, you walk up this staircase that, you know, it's the back of the bar and the door says <laughs> it's closed, but you just get to go through anyway. And like, that's a cool experience. Yeah. And that's why I think people keep coming back to the monkeys. It's like, it's unique. It's on a patio. It is kind of a speakeasy show. Yeah. Um, it's still maintain like, that. You're just going to a random show in a bar somewhere. They're like, yeah, I saw a comedy show in a bar, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But people really shouldn't do things for the story. I think I they should do things like to just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Life is so short. Yeah. You know, what if you don't have any friends? Like, would you I, just, well, <laughs> kill yourself. I don't know. <laughs> Either get a friend or kill yourself because there's no point in anything anymore. If you can't post it on Instagram, that's, oh man. It's well, like, you don't even know if it really happened. Right. Yeah. 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 Or at an hour. Do okay. we miss? Do we miss anything? Was there anything you were dying to talk about that I didn't? Uh, no, didn't I ask? think you're such a great interview that I wonder if you <laughs> like you. you didn't major in journalism. Like no. What did you major in? Um, low self esteem. So I'm <laughs> always asking other people about their lives. <laughs> 
mean, no, like, na- I'm naturally curious. I love I love learning how people get to be the way that they are, and just <laughs> you know, it's it comes from a place of I like to think empathy, where it's like, oh, that's that makes sense. Of like, yeah. this is this now is their personality, and this informs yes, okay. <laughs> this informs this, and this informs this. But it's fun. I don't know. I like. There's a level I, of psychology to that. I that is my degree, psychology. Ah, there you um, go. <laughs> I the premise of this podcast was that I could talk to anybody about anything if they're excited about it cool. and so like if they if someone is excited to talk about it then i'm happy to talk about it but <laughs> all right where can people find you well you can find me on look into the camera now right yeah uh sheba mason.com s-h-e-b-a-1-e-s-h-e-b-a mason m-a-s-o-n.com i'm at the three monkeys a lot of run a really cool show there i'll yeah. be touring around the next couple of months um on my own and with joe Mackey. great um, where do you know a couple cities gonna be at the um not offhand okay. <laughs> i have to look at my notes <laughs> it'll be on the website but it's gonna be on my website check the website <laughs> yeah he gave me a bunch of things that i didn't i, I was on my way here actually and i didn't even write okay. them down but when he says jump i say how high so yeah right <laughs> Um, so, and I'm also be on my own a little bit and, uh, always the three monkeys. So Sheba speakeasy.com. And your Instagram is just at Sheba Mason. Yeah. At Sheba Mason. Follow me at Corey T comedy on all social media. And if you're in New York city, come see Ope, a comedy show every single week at Ferns in the East village. If you like this episode, uh, and you're coming to the show, shoot me a message on Instagram. We'll get Sheba on the show that you're coming to. All right, cool. Let's do it again. Thanks. Okay. (laughs) 